Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov, to all of you listeners of this beautiful station, this station of Divrei Torah, Divrei Musar, and religious music. As I am speaking to you right now, with this Derashat today, our brethren in Israel, unfortunately, are being subjected to barrages of missiles that are launched by an implacable, ruthless, and cruel enemy without regard to civilians, without regard to innocent men, women, and children. Let us dedicate this year for Be'ezat Hashem, Aslaha, success, and victory for our nation as we are showing the world that we are a peaceful nation. Even during war, we do care about enemy civilians, and we make every effort, we take every step possible to avoid hurting or harming innocent people. As Netanyahu said it quite well, he said, we are using our missiles to protect our citizens. The enemy is using their citizens to protect their missiles. Let's hope that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help, help us very, very soon and will bring us our Mashiach to protect us from all our, our, all our enemies. Amen. Start, we'll be talking about the Parashat Pinhas. There's a Pasuk in Mishle that says, Notzer te'ena yochal piriyah. What this means is that he who guards the fig tree, you're planting a fig tree and you guard it, take care of it, then he eventually will eat the fruit. So therefore, a shepherd or a leader who's careful in taking care of his sheep, he will keep them, they'll be fine. And this pasuk was said about Yehoshua. Now, first of all, why only the fig tree? Why is the fig tree? Why is this pasuk going after Yehoshua? What's, what, what is the meaning of it? Well, I mean, you could say any tree, if I take care of it, I'm going to be eating its fruits. But there is something very special about the fig tree. All other trees, when they're harvested, when they pluck out the fruits, they do it all at one time. When it comes to the fig tree, it's different. The fruits, they ripe slowly, little by little. And harvesting is done little by little. So was Yeshua. When it came to Yeshua learning from Moshe Rabbeinu, he was with him the whole time. Lo yamish mitocha ohel. He did not separate from him at all times. And learning Torah little by little from Moshe Rabbeinu. Even when Moshe Rabbeinu went for 40 nights and 40 days to Hasinat to be Mekabel, to receive the Torah, still, Yeshua accompanied him and waited for him. He waited for him. So that even, he could have waited at, in the camp. Moshe Rabbeinu was going to come back anyway. No, but even that small amount of time that he was spent with Moshe Rabbeinu on the way back, even that was precious to him. The wedding is not that important. You see, I'll tell you, 
when I go to see a doctor and I have to wait an hour and a half, I become very impatient, I'm disturbed, I'm upset. On the other hand, years back, when I went to see a couple of times Rab Moshe Feinstein, Allah Shalom, and I had to wait an hour and a half, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be in his surrounding. When you are waiting to see a sadiq, there's no disturbance. Just the expectation to be seen in a few minutes by such a Torah giant was enough to make me happy. Yeshua was expecting Moshe Rabbeinu to come. It made him happy to wait. The question that Fashim asks is, why was Yeshua selected? Say why. He knew the Torah very well, a great scholar. He was Moshe all the time. Well, they asked the question, what about Pinhas? Pinhas was very knowledgeable in Torah. He was a great scholar. In fact, he was the one who reminded Moshe Rabbeinu about the halakha haboel aramit kanaim pogimbo. When Zimri bin Salu came with, with his Midianite woman, it was him, Pinhas, that told Moshe Rabbeinu, oh, you told us about this halakha. So he knew, he knew very well. But he, in order to uh, give a good answer to this, I would like to go and to tell you a story. Not a story from a storybook, but a story from the Tanakh itself, with perhaps a couple of editions of Midrashim. In the Tanakh, it says, starting with the very beginning, you know, when Yahushua finally conquered Yericho, he made, he made a curse on Yericho. And he said, whoever will build, will rebuild Yericho, he says, B'bchoro yisadena, yatsib delatea. When he starts building Yericho, his first son, Firstborn son will die, and when he finishes, the last son will die. But there was someone by the name of Chiel Bet Ha'eli who decided, well, he was going to build Yericho anyway. And sure enough, when he started, his oldest son died, and when he finished, the youngest son died. Then one time, as during the king Ahab, when Ahab and Eliyahu met, and Ahab said to him, how come the curse of Yeshua, the Talmud of Moshe Rabbeinu, came to be true, yet the curse of Moshe Rabbeinu, the teacher, was not realized? What does that mean? Yeshua cursed that whoever will rebuild Yericho, his oldest son will die, and then at the end, they keep on dying until the last one. And that came to be true. But he said, Moshe Rabbeinu said in the Torah, Be very careful that your heart will entice and go ahead and, and uh, worship other gods. He says, you know what happens if you do that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not bring rain any longer. And he says, Ahab, 
ודיש חוצפה. יססטו אליהו, לוק, we have עבודה זרה all over, and look at the rains, we can't even stop them. I'm having a hard time to go to Ravazah to, 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 to cross because of so much rain. Eliyahu Navi, who was a Kanai, a zealous person, he says, Chai Hashem Elokei Yisrael, he says. He's swearing that there won't, not going to be no more rain. There won't be no more rain. Now, Ahab was a king. Eliyahu Navi was a, was a prophet at the time. Of course, he got scared. So Hashem told him, go away to a place, Nachal Kerit. And over there, there will be a, like a brook over there, a small stream. You're going to drink from the water. And the ravens will bring you food. And so it happened. The ravens brought him food. Then there was again a case with the, uh, with the Almanawid. He told him, go to this widow, and she will uh, give you nourishment and everything else. Of course, she didn't have much. But he gave Berakha, and there was plenty of food for everybody at the time. After that, way after that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu went over to Eliyahu, and he told him, this is on the third year that rains were not falling any longer. He says, go to Achav and tell him there's going to be rain. After three years, there will be rain. But before he did that, the Tanakh tells us that Elio and Navi said, let's gather all the Nebi'e Abal. Isabel, who was the wife of uh, Ahav, of the king Ahav, because she was a uh, just like him. She killed all the true Nebiyah Hashem. She killed them all. But she had her own prophets. Nebiyah Habaal. And once and for all, Eliyahu and Navi wanted to show the people who was the true Navi. Who is the true God? Nebiyah Habaal were worshipping idols or Eliyahu and Navi was worshiping the Bori Olam who created the world. So he told him, okay, get all these Nebi Abal, all of them, 450 of them, Nebi Asherah, 400. Get them to a place. Let them take their own korban and me my own korban. Let them have their own Mizbeah. Do whatever they, they want with the with the Mizbeah without without fire. Let them pray to their God. See if there's a fire gonna fall down. And I'll pray to my God. So he told them, You go first. And they prayed. And they prayed and they prayed all day long. And Elio and Navid were making a little fun of them. He said, you know, maybe if you raise your voice a little, maybe. Maybe your God will hear you better. Of course, nothing happened. He says, okay. Now, he turns to Hashem and he says, Aneni Hashem, Aneni. There is Mizbeah. Ki ata Hashem ha'elokim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the true God. Answer me. Show them that you are the true God and I am your true prophet. 
And of course, that's what happened. The fire came down and it burnt the korban, the sacrifice, as well as all the water that was around it. Then Elio says, Grab all these Nabi Abad. Not one of them should go away free. And they grabbed them and Vayuri them Eliyahu in Ahat Kishon Vaishhatem Sham. He says Vaishhatem Sham, meaning that he killed them all. From the Mashma'ut of the Pasuk, it seems that he himself, Eliyahu, killed them all. You would need a very strong man to be able to kill all 450 people. According to Radak, though, Radak says, no, he commanded all the people that were with him because once he showed who the true God is, there were many people that were following him, and he told them with him to kill them all. But now, these are the prophets that Isabel, the queen, was following. When she heard they were all killed, obviously, she, she was furious, enraged. And she told the people, you tell him that he is a dead man. He ain't going to live. Eliel, of course, ran away. He wasn't going to stay there. He ran away, away. He ran under a rotem bush. He fell asleep. Tardema, real sleep. Until the Malach woke him up. And he said to him, go ahead, eat something. And drink something. He ate and he drank. Then he fell asleep again. And the angel came back again and told him, eat and drink. Because with this nourishment that you're taking in now, you're going to go a long way. And sure enough, with that food that he took at that moment, he lasted 40 days and 40 nights until he arrived to Har HaElokim. This is the mountain of God, meaning Har Choreb, Har Sinai. And he went into a cave over there. He slept over. Then Hashem appeared to him and said, Malecha po Eliyahu. Eliyahu Navi, what are you doing here? Why are you here? He says, Kano kineti l'ashem eloket sebaot. He was a zealot. He was a person who had mitkanem, that people are doing something wrong to Hashem. He cannot take it. He's not the type of person that will take a laid-back attitude. Okay, whatever happens, happens. No. And he says, Azebu beritecha, the Bnei Israel have forsaken the covenant, the berit, meaning the berit milah. And mizbehotecha harasu, they, 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 they killed the, the true prophets and they destroyed all the altars. I'm only, the only one that, that's left. So 
Hashem said to him the following. And this is very uh, important couple of Pesukim, which many people have uh, trouble understanding. He says to him, go ahead, stand up behind in the mountain in front of Hashem. Vinei Hashem over. And HaKadosh Baruch is going to be passing. Veruach gedolah vechazak. And there's going to be a tremendous winds. Great uh, hurricane. And this is so strong that it can break mountains. He says, Lo beruach Hashem. Hashem is not going to be there. You're not going to find Hashem in this Strong torrential winds. Then after that, going to be rash, great noise, an earthquake noise. Lo Hashem, you're not going to find Hashem, and then the, the kind of great noise. Ve'achar harash esh. After that, there'll be fire. Lo esh Hashem. Hashem will not be found. In the fire either. But after all that, there will be a call de mama daka. There will be a still, calm sound. He says, that's when Hashem is. So what is Hashem trying to tell Eliyahu Navi? With all this, what's he trying to teach? Is he trying to teach him something? Yes, according to the Malbim, he's trying to teach him a lesson. He says like this, the Malbim says, beautiful thing, his words are unbelievably uh, true and great. He says, he's telling him, Bemahane Ruach Veraash Veesh Enashemba, in a camp where the Bnei Sai will be, there is no ruach, there's no strong wind, there's no earthquake, there's no fire. Only be called the mamada, the ka, still voice. Why? From here, his agents, his neviim, his prophets should learn. Balis arusa, they should not act with such behavior <coughs> like a strong wind. Balir ashurash, they should not act in a in a, in, a, in a fiery and and, and a horrible behavior, showing noises or fire, like Kemoshi Asa Eliyahu, like Eliyahu did, even though it was for Kin Atol Hashem, he atzaret Hashemaim, he ordered that the rain should stop. He killed Nebiaba. He killed. Violence. He says, no. Hashem Mishlach et Neviav, HaKadosh Baruch who sends his prophets, they should come to the people, be called the mama in a nice, good, still behavior. Vim Shechu et they will attract the people with love and with soft words. This is what Hashem is trying to tell Eliyahu. This violence is not a quality for a leader. This idea 
of trying to force things through killing, through stopping rain, through doing all kinds of things which are inhuman, these are not the qualities of a leader. What are the qualities of a leader? Like what it says about Yeshua. Ish asher ruach bo. A man who has a spirit of Akadosh Baruch in him. What does that mean? This is what Moshe Rabbeinu himself requested. He said, when Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to Akadosh Baruch he said, If God Hashem haruchot lechol basar, ish alayda. May Hashem, the God of all spirits, of all flesh, appoint a man over the Bnei Israel. What does it mean, Eloke Aruchot? What does that mean? The, 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 the God of the spirits of all flesh. What does that mean? And now she explains that. He says, Akadosh Baruch Hu knows the, uh, the heart and the mind of every single person. Like we say, Keshem just like the faces of people are not the same, not equal, neither is their opinions and the way they think. They're not the same. Each one is very, very much different. And therefore, a leader must know how to treat every single one according to his personality, according to the way he behaves. You should understand him and take care of him properly. Pinchas was great. In fact, it says, meaning Hashem is telling, is telling us that he did not finish off the Bnei Israel because of Pinchas. Chas shalom. if not for that, it means that yes, he would have done so. And Pinchas was a Navi. He was a Navi later for a very long time. He was Zohe to be, to, to Elion Navi, was Zohe Gufun Shamala, Alot La Shamayim. But the leadership, leadership would go to Yeshua. Ish Asher Ruachbo. A man that can act in a manner appropriate for each personality. A person who's able to understand and judge according to the behavior and character traits of each individual. And that's the reason Yoshua was taken. But let us remember the greatness of Eliyahu. Eliyahu Nabi will be the precursor. He will be the forerunner of the Mashiach Sitkenu. And we hope to come very, very, very quickly and protect us from all our enemies. Amen. Let us, uh, at this point, I'd just like to, again, ask everyone to do their best and effort to help this station. Also, if you do have uh, any simha, please look us up. We have a beautiful uh, hall for all kinds of simhaot. Iskula Miswot, Shavuatov.